Welcome to The Healthy Beast. In this episode, I'm talking to Meg Matthews, who used to be married to Noel Gallagher out of Oasis, and now she lives a very calm, peaceful life away from the tabloids, still in the same fashionable part of North London. But she's lifting weights, doing yoga, drinking lots of water, and during the podcast she fed me CBD gummies, which was very nice, helped calm things down a bit. I really enjoyed talking to her, I hope you enjoy listening to it. Okay, Meg Matthews, thank you for agreeing to do this. <laughs> now, podcast called Healthy Beast. Yeah. For me, it's all about kind of a journey into being a healthier person, having been a bit unhealthy in the past. Yeah, haven't we all? And yeah, your story stood out as really interesting to me because you've made this a kind of passion of yours. Yeah. Your health. When, yeah. when did the kind of change happen to... So for me, I suppose it came when I was 48. So um, I basically woke wasn't feeling too good. And then on New Year's Eve, I was with my partner and we were in the countryside and I woke up on New Year's Day and it was one new year that... Um, that we hadn't got wasted and that we just had fish and chips and we just watched the fireworks on TV and you know so but I woke up and I had this this like the fear just hit me like I'd had a major night and I didn't know what it was coming from because I just thought oh my god I went to bed at midnight we had fish and chips we were like you know went to bed early you know usually I'm awake on New Year's Day so with the fear and the anxiety I was like oh my god and then I just said look you've got to drive me back to London I just want to be back to London and I just wanted to get and I sort of had, um, and then after that, that was the first thing that I knew wasn't really right for me, wasn't really feeling right. And then when I got back, then these lots of other issues started happening and I started to like getting insomnia and I felt nauseous and then, and then I had tender breasts and then I had like lack of libido and all these things kicked in. And Did you know what was up? No, no, this is what I'm saying. I was just hit with all these things and I didn't know what they were. And then um, I went to the doctor, he gave me antidepressants. So then I was on antidepressants, which was shit. And they just, well, like, didn't really work. How long were you on them for? Um, for about two years. Did they help for a bit? Or? Well, I thought they did. I was like, wow, yeah, the anxiety's gone. Um, but then I was um, gripped with, with the anxiety anyway. So I just thought, oh my God, I'm going to go cold turkey. So I got rid of the, um, the antidepressants and then my libido came back. So to all the women out there on antidepressants, I tell you what, if you want your libido back, just get rid of them. And then I started taking CBD oil the next day. And I was... Um, a girlfriend from New York came over to stay and um, every night she's like my best friend we used to live in Portobello Road and we were in our 20s so we used to have these mad times and now we're all healthy living and swimming and running and training and we're both vegans so it's quite funny because we're just looking back to the old days where we used to live in number 10 Portobello Road and party all night and then there she was putting giving me CBD oil every night and she was here for a week so and how long goes this now? What, this this all happened in May this year. So did you did you stop antidepressants knowing that you had this other thing no. to try? So no, everything has just then... come to me. In the last two years, I've had the most amazing last two years. So I turned 50 and then I decided to set up megsmenopause.com and then um, and my Instagram and I've had over 650,000 women 
this year visit it so I know I'm helping I only launched in January and I've had I've done no you know it's just my good team around me we're just doing great Facebook and you know I just look at like anxiety for instance on Facebook I've had over like a hundred and twenty five thousand women read that that thing on anxiety on Facebook so I know that I'm doing something really good and it feels so good and I get asked to go and do talks for in like Google and um, Google made me the number one menopause site in the UK I even beat the British Menopause Society that's been going for like 20 years and I'm voted the number one website to go to and the most entrepreneur and then Red Magazine made me the gave me the career shifter of the year with Samantha Cameron for her doing her clothes so all these everything seemed to be happening for me and then the CBD came from my girlfriend she gave it to me and then while she was here, I said, oh, I'm going to get some, I'm going to get some. Because she gave it to me every night. And um, it's like taking um, a vitamin. You need to take it. It needs to build up in your system. So, like, you take it for, like, five days. It might govern your system. Or it might take up to 21 days. So, at the end of the week, I started to sleep better. And I was like, wow, that's God. Because when you, when, you when you have the menopause, you just never have a good night's sleep. Excuse me, I'm burping because I'm drinking, drinking <laughs> sparkling water, everyone. <laughs> Not drinking beer. Um, and you just can't sleep. You just, for some unknown reason, you just stop making like melatonin. You just like, you sort of wake up in the middle of the night or you wake up very early because, you know, and I start to think, oh my God, I'm really an old person because old people always wake up early, you know, and that's what happens to you. So I went, she said, well, let go and go, go online then. So I wrote, typed in and then this company came up and then I got in touch with them and then we, and then they sent me the product and then the guy called me up and said, I'm so sorry, I've sent you the wrong product. And then I just said, by the way, while you're sending this out to me, um, I really, really do believe in CBD oil and it's really, um, it's really worked for me. And I don't know how, and you know, I, you know, I'm just thinking, you know, is it the placebo effect because I have no anxiety and I'm sleeping, and all of a sudden I've been on all this mad pharmaceutical medication and stuff, and um, didn't really fix it. And then I'm taking this oil that I've been hearing, you know, underground, all these things, you know, for years, you know, what it's been doing and this and that, and now it's legal in the UK, and you know, so slowly it's all coming to a head. So I was just like, and then I said to the guy. Look, I really believe in this. I said, I want to make my own range. I want to call it the M blend because I want women to be able to have what I've got because I feel amazing and I, I haven't felt amazing. I mean, I didn't leave my house for three months. I stayed in here with like sweatpants on, like greasy hair. And yeah, for three months, I couldn't leave the house. I had that much bad anxiety. This and was just earlier this year. This was, no, this was not, this is the year before. Okay, this year before. Yeah, so it's like, it was horrendous like I just you know I would like Inez would go to school and then I would like then I would just sort of act all fine for getting the breakfast together and be up and da, da, da. lucky she only goes to school there she was only going to school there so it was like a five minute walk and then I would just like as soon as she left I would just be like lying in my bed just going oh my god just like not looking at the phone not being able to really function and um, the more I wrote the truth about me about being like this the more that I was seeing women were coming to me and saying that, you know, that they were feeling like this. And then when I, then, then, the, then a year later, the CBD oil gets given to me and by accident from my girlfriend, this, who just was, I said, what are you putting, what are you taking? Uh, what are you taking? Quick, give me some. And she was like, oh, I'm taking, um, 
CBD oil, don't you take it? I was like, no, give me some. But I didn't even know anything about that it was legal in this country. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't even know you could get it in this country. I thought it was only in America. And then she said, well, have a look online, see if you can get any. And, and I could. So that's why I just thought I wanted to tell women and to go, be able to go out there and get it. So I sell it on, on my line, on, my, on Meg's Menopause, because it changed my complete life. It gave me my life back. And I want other women to be able to get their lives back. Was it difficult setting up that part of the business? No. It? Is it very straightforward? Really straightforward. Yeah, because the guy that I'm doing it with, that James, is amazing. You know what I mean? He would work to. He would work really quickly. Like you know, I just said I want this label, and then he give me lemon. And no, I don't like that label, and I want to call it the M blend, and I want it to be pink. You know, so you know, but I still want it to look quite organic. I don't want it to look, you know. Do you want to try one? Yeah, I'll try a gummy, yeah, lovely. Okay. Yeah, try a few of those. A few of those. Yeah. You'll have to do the talking while I'm eating. Yeah, I will do the talking. There so you go. Right you can that. taste the cannabis in it. Okay. Mm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So these are, I've got sugar-free ones coming. Because mm, all the girls. Yeah, you can taste. Yeah. If I knew what cannabis tasted <laughs> like. Of course, if you knew, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... That's why I did this. So everything I'm doing is because I feel that, that I've, everything that I've done since I've sort of been Meg, you know, I turned vegan like seven years ago when I worked for Peter, not because from a health I'm point of view. Sorry to interrupt, when you said since I've been Meg, are you, is this, are you seeing like a point in your life where you became a different person? Yeah. So, since I got sober, should I say, since I started to like look after myself, when was I think. This? Is this, this the same? Is, no, no, this is ages ago. This is like, probably like, eight or nine years ago okay so we've got two so we've got the age 48 was the sober, the, the, sober the menopause and then about that. 40 i got sober okay yeah so the eight years between that you're already meg but, but i was a bit all over the place because you're getting sober you're learning to like understand and relive and you basically go back to like being the 14 year old girl you don't really grow when you they say when you sort of in your in, in your heights of addiction did you go sober in one go or did it? No, I go, I, I relapsed a few times. It wasn't like, during never your, really. During your 40s? Yeah, during my 40s. It wasn't, you know, I was still going to Ibiza and I was still thinking I could do it and then they'd be, oh no, I can't do it. I'll and just go for the beaches, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? I've said it all. You know, I've tried to do that and now I you just know that it's... Um, but, you know, but, you, but you'd seen at 40, you'd become that different person, yeah. even if you had these... Yeah, so I just... Yeah. So even I ever had these, like, relapses, they weren't, you know, they were always... They weren't... They, I'm not going to say they weren't They weren't bad. Of course, they're always bad when you do them, but, you know, they, they, it didn't sort of um, lead me to a really... They would be little... They would be short and sweet, but then I always thought, oh, what am I doing? It doesn't feel good. You know what I mean? I don't want to hang over. I really don't want to hang over. So during your 40s, were you, were you taking care of your health in other ways? Were you eating well? And I've always eaten well. Always eaten well? Yeah, I was a vegetarian from when I was nine. Because yeah. I was brought up in South Africa in, uh, on a wine farm outside Cape Town, on a, on a really big, just outside Stellenbosch, on a big KWV wine farm from the age of nine. So I, that, it's a really healthy lifestyle out there. It's just loads of running around as kids. You finish school at 12. You know, um, I just ride horses, bareback, swimming dams, and basically I was a vegetarian. 
So you're vegetarian since you were a kid and then a yeah. ve- vegan since how long? And then, I mean, I ate meat for a while when I married a certain person that didn't really get the vegetarian bit. Not, not a big veggie? No. So yeah. I, sort of, I started eating meat then. Um, you know, did the whole hangover bacon sandwiches and, you know... And you know, tasty, yeah, bacon sandwich. Know. That's the one, isn't it? Yeah, the, you know, so that's the first thing I ate, and then and then all of a sudden. But the thing with me, it's not about the health side; it's the animal side. See, I'm not thinking about my health; I'm thinking about the animals. Yeah, see, I hear that. I hear that one, but it's a distance. It's not for you, you see. No, I. You know, it's one of those things that. Yeah, it doesn't do no. Well. But it, it, I See, think, I, I think the, fa- the, the really factory thing, I think, is is upsetting to me. Yeah, know? I mean, like, if you look on my Instagram, you'll see yeah. that they're dotted around on there. I've got, I always plug in it, like dairy farming. I mean, it's horrific, and the the pig farming is horrific. But that's what really does it for me. I mean, it is it is. I've got a real passion for animals. You know, I can't. You know, when I go for a walk in Primrose Hill, I have to pick the worms off the path. If there's a, if there's anything flying around, if there's a bee or wasp or anything, I have to catch it, put it out. It can't kill a spider. I mean, that's just been that was just passed on from my mum. So mm. it's just in me, and now it's, that's like what Anais is. Anais is exactly the same. She's been a vegetarian for I don't know how many years. So doesn't eat any meat. Doesn't doesn't wear fur. I don't wear fur. So you know what? You do pass down your children. Do you know what I mean? Mm. She won't ever kill anything. I had to pick her up from school um, when she was like four or five. They called me and they said, you know, now she just won't stop screaming in the art class. And I was like, what do you mean? She said, excuse me. She said she won't stop screaming, and I was crying. So I went. They said, can you come up? And I came up to school. I said, what's wrong in there? She went, the art teacher just flooded. Just just drowned spider down the drain and I was like what you did that in the class and the teacher was like yeah and then and, and uh, you know I was like you can't do that you don't kill spiders you definitely don't do it in front of a four-year-old little girl mm. you know or front of the class for that matter no wonder I'm glad she screamed your class down yeah you know so I think that my views on that bit is is and then it just came hand in hand and then all of a sudden the vegan thing I only did it for the animal thing but then lately in about the last three or four years it's just a massive thing to be a vegan like huge I was talking to Dr. Rupi he's a doctor who's got a cookbook out with loads of amazing kind of um, vegetable dishes he does cook with a bit of meat and he was saying that if you're a vegan you do need to supplement is that yeah yeah, there's that's lots the, of things. I think that's maybe the let out, the get out for me. I'm thinking, well, probably we're supposed to eat a bit of meat. No, they try. Well, they do sort of say to you that there's only certain. I don't know what it is. Vitamin, you know, like that. You don't eat eggs, so you know. But is it? Do you think that's true? Do you, do you have to supplement because of being a vegan? Well, I feel really healthy, and and I am really healthy because I've just been to. Lanzerhofen. So, if any anybody, any magazines want you to go anywhere to go to a to a, a retreat Where in Germany, it? it's it beyond. Called? It's called Lanzerhofen. Lanzerhofen. I've never been to a. Well, they they measure everything there. They do absolutely everything. I mean, it's it's a phenomenal amount of money. It's like thirteen to twenty five grand a week. What? So they're testing you for everything. Everything. I mean, I had everything down to my muscle, the my minerals, everything in my body, and I came out absolutely spot on. All the. Everyone's talking about blood work. The they can do everything there. You can have you can you can have a mammogram done there. You can have um, osteoporosis. You can have bone density scan. I mean, you, what you name it, you can have it there. And you get like a piece of paper at the end. Yeah, of, you know, you, you, you do score. what you want to go in. 
you know, because everyone's there for different things. Oh, so you choose. You can... Yeah, I went there as a menopausal woman, you know, for them to write for it for a new magazine. Is there like a full service you can choose? You know, yeah, like you can do everything. Yeah, I mean, it was it was amazing, like um, amazing journey because I would never have got to go unless they'd invited me to go. No, it does no. sound. It does sound amazing. Yeah, I mean, but... yeah. And is it fun to be there as well? No, it no. was. Re- I had three. I did this liver detox, which was the most horrific thing I've ever done. So, out of being there for the week for four days, I was just absolute. I was like, like lying in bed, being sick on the toilet, um, sweating, shaking like aches in my calves, aches in my body. I mean, it was horrific. How do they do it? What do they give you? They g- so I had to drink four glasses of Epsom salts and then I had to drink a half a litre of olive oil and grapefruit juice, great fresh grapefruit, and then these six tablets and then and lie there with lie a there liver feeling, pack. Feeling horrific. Yeah, but then... For how long? How long is this whole... This lasted me for three days. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it was just awful. I mean, I, I'm crying, I'd booked a flight home, I'd cancelled all my treatments. People but pay, they were used pay good to money it. for this, really. You know what I mean? People do, yeah. yeah. But then at the end of it, when I came out, I've never, I felt like I had a rebirth because really? I got told that, first of all, all the, the, like the antibiotics, because I kept going, well, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't take drugs. I, you know, I'm, it's going to be a doddle for me because I was speaking to all these people. I got put on this English speaking table and there's the people from New York and stuff who'd done it, who were like, it's quite hard, but you know, and I was thinking, well, you know, they said, but we drink and I smoke and I have a really unlike that. Then I was like, well, I'm just going to breeze through this. And then they told me that, and then secondly, it's like um, irons, like mercury and stuff in your body. And then thirdly, it's it's emotion, and we store anger in our liver. Do so we? I think mine was ang- was was anger coming out that I'd suppressed. Uh, yeah, that's the dog walker. She's just coming in. Um, no worries. Does she want, maybe she wants you to open the door. Oh, does she? Oh, no. Where were we? Come on. Oh, we got interrupted by the dog walker. Up. That's all right. Okay, these, things, so, these things happen. <laughs> these things happen. I don't understand this. The there was a dog walker, but no dog. <laughs> no dog. I know. That, I didn't really understand. Of all the a, days it had to happen. As a, as a dog walker, you want them, the one <laughs> the thing dog. you want is them to know, bring a dog back. Where is anything, my dog? Anything else? Did you get the message? I thought you'd been run over for a minute. My heart went like that. Do you know that? When she said, didn't you get my message? I was like, and oh. And your dog got right No, yeah, no, you've got yeah. a keys, that's fine. Because that's, t- that's not a thing you put in a text, is it? <laughs> oh, I don't know with her. She's a bit, bit, little bit, she's a bit mad sometimes. Um, okay, so where are we at? So we're talking about Lanterhofen. And I was oh, talking okay, about, so yeah, the, 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 about, so you the keep, liver cleanse. Yeah, so you keep um, anger in your liver. And I think I this had is a when, lot It's when anger. someone says things like that, anger in the liver, that's when I start thinking. Do you, though? Do you I mean, really? do you not have that? I mean, it might be, let's say it's right. I'm just saying, for me, I start Do you thinking, really? But maybe you rethink things too. I, do, I think I probably do think about yeah. it too much. Yeah, see, I think that they a lot t- they of They talk it, about a lot in yoga, but I've started yeah, but you keep, about, yeah, about They tell the you anger. only it's healthy, it's in your tissues, aren't you? We keep everything in our tissues. So we kept, I, I interrupted you about anger in the liver, because I want to yeah. hear, I was just saying, it makes no, me I, I, raise I agree with you, you, you tell me. But I just think... You know, it makes sense, and as soon as it makes sense for you, so, and I think that's why I had such a thing, because I don't really like confrontation. No. Okay, so I would rather just push everything back with certain people, not everybody, but with certain people, I just rather 
push it aside. I shouldn't say like confrontation. It's yeah. So I think I would just think, oh look, just don't say anything. And I think it's just been down you know patted it over the years and I think this is the first time because it's the only thing I could think about why mine was so bad mm. you know it was it was a journey that I went through but then when I came out the other side it was like I was like reborn it was amazing and I've been to so many detox places like yoga and detox and drink juice for seven days and ten days and water fast I mean I've done it all from Thailand so this is like for me this and this was the most um that I got the most out of this one doing the liver detox and yeah. any any sort of fasting or anything I'd done before I think I just want a bit of pampering while I was there as well couldn't you, you stay for another couple of days at the end no I did I did like, I had I had done, done all that rough stuff yeah bit. but everybody else just does it that night and they just right. they're, they're out there they're out their room by the afternoon it's mm. just me that went through just, this okay, yeah, yeah me who just just pushing it all down so yeah I really feel and then since I got back I just feel great it's like a really big relief really so I think yeah and I know the difference between when I'm faking it or making it and I'm definitely making it I'm not just sort of because going through life like really sort of angry but just smiling I feel really at at peace what things do make you feel tense Oh, it could be anything. It could be a phone call. It could be a text. I could get, like, my lawyer would say, we need to get this contract in today. I was walking around Primrose Hill with Oscar. And he called me and said, why haven't you picked up the phone? And I was just like, usually I'd be like, oh, my God, what's happened? And I'm just like, yeah. I said, oh, I said I didn't get your message. But, you know, and then and then he said, well, this is what they're saying. And as soon as he started telling me what this contract and this commercial contract and all this, I'd start getting all angry and, like, getting all, like, a bit like, well, what do you mean? And why are they this? Always felt a bit like that. And at the moment, I'm just like, right, you know what? We just take this one step at a time. I don't know. I've just sort of been able to take things in ever since this liver detox. Really? Yeah, and that's how I feel. Like, you know, I'm just like, you know what? I've been really rational, yeah. which I'm not usually... And it feels really nice. I feel very in control. It sounds like a simple thing to be rational, but actually it's a, it's a massive thing that most of us don't manage most yeah. of the time. Yeah, and that's, we're like, mm, yeah mm, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I was like. reacting to things crossly. And, and, yeah, and then also I used to think I was really good at multitasking and something told me when I was coming back, like, just don't, don't take all this stuff on. Like, so, you know, someone was saying, I'm going to say, you know, why don't you write this? We're going to do this. You do you magazine and da 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 da. And I just went to the PR company, you know what, just put it all in an email and then I'll decide what I'm going to do later. Now, I would never usually do that. I'd just be trying to say, yeah, yeah, and keep them happy. And, and I'm just like, no, I'm not going to overload my brain anymore because I think I'm really able to look after your brain to look after and the rest of your body because we just seem to maybe go to the gym and do all this stuff but we don't actually let our brain ever have a really good rest or you know it's always something How, what do you think what's good for rest for your brain do you think for me it's just not to take on everything not to try and be the you know to try and be the big the you know I just thought it was I thought it was a it was an amazing thing that I could multitask so brilliantly, but I think women can anyway. But now I just know it's not, it's overload for my brain. So you try and make more time for... So I just won't take too much on now. I just let everything, and I let it go. I literally let it go so it's not even in my, in my thought process anymore. It's just like gone. And I make sure, since I've come back, I make sure that I walk outside with nature, not on the phone, the phone's away, and I make a conscious effort to do that. If you were 
back to before you were 48, so 46, 47, what, what would you do differently to avoid the sort of difficult stuff you went through? Because uh, this is part of what you're doing, right? You're presumably advising... Yeah, I am, but I don't, really, I don't really know what I, could, I would say back then because I thought I was having the best years of my life. And I do, was having the best years of my life, but I think you have to get to a time where you acknowledge your, your body sort of tells you or you, something happens to you that you actually feel that you need to, that you have to start slowing down. And I think that's what, I think with the, um, I think the anxiety and the fear and the worry was just like, your just brain is just constantly firing like adrenaline and cortisone and just don't really let it ever really truly relax and for most people might have a glass of wine or you know do that well I don't do that so my brain was never ever like switching off so I I had to learn to switch it off Mm. else you know I'd just be on the go all the time because when you wake up in the middle of the night when you're going through the menopause I speak to loads of women that have really wake up with really bad anxiety in the middle of the night their brain is just going and they can't switch off and so they then they just go, I'm just going to have to take sleeping tablets, and then they get addicted to sleeping tablets. So, you know, it's an ongoing thing. I presume it's like anything that, depending on your underlying health, you're going to suffer. Yeah. You know, better or worse. Is that is is that your experience from talking to other people? Yeah, it, I or, just or can think... people just be completely healthy and it just hits them for six out of nowhere? I don't. Um... I don't know, I just think that you have to, I don't know, for me, I didn't really understand what you were asking me then. I'll <laughs> <laughs> say it again, the question. I'll try again. I was just saying, I guess, like anything, if you're in good health to start yeah. with, yeah. hitting the menopause is going to be less of a challenge. Oh, is yeah, it, or, yeah. Or, mm, or yeah. Not no, I like don't that? think so, because I wasn't, I wasn't drinking, I wasn't, I was healthy. All, all, all the only thing that when I started the menopause they put me on antidepressants so I was even more unhealthy you know not, not putting anyone down or saying they're unhealthy um, you know because you might need to really be on them I suppose um, you could go back and you'd know not to, to maybe have that conversation with your GP or whoever it was different yeah but that's because. that's just down because there, there's no knowledge out there that's why I'm writing a book on it for everybody yeah but it's, that, but it's useful for other people because I think um we tend to think people know what we know and like you, you know you've seen lots of people have bad experiences or yeah. antidepressants maybe I know I have yeah and you kind of think everyone knows the same as you but a lot of people maybe they they've had different experience they go to the doctor the doctor says you could try these and yeah they go, oh brilliant but well I did when I went in because I didn't know anything about antidepressants and maybe sometimes they that's are what I mean. Good. I mean and you know I did think they did work but I don't know whether it what really did work um, and I think it did in the beginning because I sort of felt that it did work. But also I've got ADHD, so my my chem- chemical imbalance is really different to the normal person. How long have you had or been diagnosed, diagnosed with ADHD? Um, do you get a diagnosis like yeah, that? Yeah, you get a diagnosis on one of the highest in the country. And you get a score? You get a score. Brilliant. Yeah, you have they do it. Does everyone does everyone have some, would everyone have a bit of a score? Yeah, so I'm sure like, they would, yeah. And then But a mine is so high. A certain level to I'm like I'm like eighty. I'm thinking I'm the same as that that guy who does is it Rory Brennan? I think he's got it or someone like that. 
So you're, I've you're, been like 80 you've or got something. really, really good ADHD. Really <laughs> good ADHD, but I just don't want to take... See, then again, they've tried to give me Adderall, they've tried to give me all these awful drugs, and for me, taking it, it was like I was taking a Valium. Oh, Adderall's the one that Roseanne was on, right? Um, the, is that the one? Was she on it? Oh, I don't know. I know that I know back in the day, like Lindsay Lohan and Nicole Richie all took it to get really skinny. Do you remember when they both turned mm. really skinny at one stage? Mm. That's because they were taking Adderall. So what the girls do is they take out, they take the Adderall capsule, put put it on the thing, and then they take out the time release little balls, and then you get left with the with just the balls, and then you take it, and you know everyone takes it as like they're taking um, speed, and so they keep stay up all night. But for me, it doesn't do that for me because my brain doesn't use it in that way. My brain does it like it's like a, like makes me really lethargic and really mellow and I'm all like this and I'm very slow. So you don't really get Meg. So Meg's gone. So it's, I took it for two weeks and I was just like, no, I'm not taking these anymore. Hmm. I said, I hated the Meg. I didn't like it. I wasn't used to it. So yeah. I'd rather live with this. Even though I've been told by, by, by the Heart Foundation that basically that, you know, I've, I put so much strain on my heart more than the average person. So that's a bit frightening. Your heart because my heart is going so much faster because all day I'm on the go, like from like 5.30 in the morning, I wake up like fully awake. By eight o'clock or nine o'clock, I've done nearly everything. I can write emails, I can do phone calls and go to the gym and I'm all done and dusted by 9.30. Do you do caffeine or do you not need it? No. I do sometimes, I did do. I've had, you know, I've done my time drinking lots of coffee, but um, I just don't really drink it now because I just don't. If I fancy one, I'll have one, you know, but it usually is like sort of in the afternoon. I don't really rush for, I drink um, a litre of warm water with lemon in them as soon as I wake up. Gee. Yeah. To activate my kidneys and my liver and my large... You know, I, I sort of think about it every day. Yeah, when you wake up in the morning, the first thing to come down is just if you just drink, like... I, I, have, a, I have this bottle which is upstairs and I have it in this house and I drink four litres of water a day. Okay, now it's, I have this one bottle and I'm obsessed with it and it's made and I just have it with me all the time and I just fill it up. I've got one of those taps, so I just fill it from um, the tap down here um, where, you know, water already comes out filtered um, and I just drink it all day. So, but I can drink it, I can drink it like in... I keep meaning to, I try and drink hot water but I keep putting a tea bag in. Yeah. Make it a cup of tea, a bit of milk. A bit yeah. milk, uh, well, yeah. Yeah, hot water, it's all right. No, it's fine. It's but... really good. And I find it so easy to drink. Yeah. What sport do you do? Yeah. What sport do I do? I do. This morning I did um, a bootylicious class. And then I train. Then I do weight training because I've got osteo start of osteoporosis. So I have to do... I'm very, very into bone health and, and that's bone what they density. And do they tell you to, do work, to lift weights? Yeah, so basically I've done, I've done everything throughout my life, from aerobics to HIIT sessions to you name it, what's Fad Barry's boot camp, whatever's going on. And I've come back all in a big circle from like the 1980s back to doing good old just weight training, you know, squatting and lunges, and that's all you have to do. I know so many yeah. girls doing weights. Like yeah. It used to be a sort of rude blokey thing yeah, to do. Yeah, no, now. it's so healthy to do, because you keep burning calories after, and also for, you know, if you're in, your, in the menopause and you've got osteoporosis like me, then you need to do it, because it's the only way of keeping bone density. Forget yoga and swimming and all that. 
Yeah, not yoga. You can do it as well, but you want, you need, that doesn't do anything for bone density. Okay, so, so you need to weights. be lifting weights and then, I de and then not just taking loads of calcium either. You need to take like a good bone supplement. You know, if your bones are made up of lots of minerals, you know, lots of things, not just calcium. Calcium will just fur up your arteries and that's, that's another thing that the NHS do. They just give people shit loads of calcium when they go and have osteoporosis because that's what they gave me until I started to look into it. I had a bone scan and then they um, just gave me these loads of calcium tablets and I was just like, gosh, you know what, that's just going to, that's just not, my body's not even going to take that in because you can't just take calcium. It's like, you know, when you have turmeric, you have to have black pepper, you mm. know, one has to transport the other one. I didn't know that. Yeah. So you can't just take turmeric, you have to have black pepper with turmeric. So sometimes like things like, like calcium has to have other minerals. So that it, it then it deposits back into your thing. If you just take calcium, just first your arteries up. So those tablets, no point taking. No, but don't this don't don't stop anyone out there if you listen to this. Don't just stop taking calcium tablets because I said that. You know. Maybe I think I don't know. You hear a lot of tablets, and maybe it helps a bit. People yeah, but I just think, but that's what they tablets. give you. You know, they say you need loads of calcium, but you know, also I really feel as well. I mean. The, you know, the yo-yo dieting that us women have done over the years, the amount of partying we've done over the years, the amount of starving ourselves to get in that little black dress on a Friday night. You know, women have the worst diets and, and warped sense of eating and, you know, and all the late nights I've had. So, you know, it wouldn't surprise me that I was going to have some things wrong with me. But, um, you know, so I just, you know, I've, I've been quite sort of open-minded to these things when, when I've been diagnosed with them. I know that also may, mainly my mum passed away from osteoporosis. Mm. Her spine crumbled away and her heel did and she was in a hospice, so it was really bad. Mm. So I've always been quite aware of it, but no, I mean, I wasn't really aware of it. I knew it, but I sort of brushed it away because I used to hear that, you know, it, it, oh my God, it's um, hereditary, it's really hereditary. So I was a bit like, ooh, you know, and Oops. then I thought I better, I thought I'd better just have a little, um, have a little like check around. And then I had the start of it. So I'm really pleased because they wouldn't have checked me out otherwise until probably I'm in my 60s. So I had this done when I was 50. So mm. I've got, at least I've got a 10 year start on saving my, my, you know, looking after my bones. And there's a lot that, as, aside from what you're doing, the medical profession are hopeful that they can kind of manage it and you can manage it. Well, I uh, no, they just give me calcium and, uh, yeah, and another tablet, which, um, quite frightened me because you have to take it sitting up and you're not allowed to not eat and drink and then you take it and you must sit up and not move for 20 minutes mm -hmm. to 30 minutes so I just really didn't want to so I, I looked into it and then I asked a really um, a, 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 like a rheumatoid doctor and autoimmune and all this doctor and they told me that I definitely should not be on that drug yet that's for like people who are really like seriously got it then you wonder what would happen if you moved. You know, you know what's, what I mean? so, bad, yeah, what's so bad about this Just tablet? Just sit, sit up straight. Yeah, whatever you do, don't move. Yeah, sit, sit up straight. So I'm like, don't eat or drink. Take this tablet, wait for 20, 20 to 30 the do minutes. The dogless dog walkers at the door. door. Don't yeah, to, I mean, my life is just, you don't, yeah, know, don't do. know what's going on. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so, you know, it's just learning all this stuff and then learning all this stuff. Then I just wanted to pass all this information on to other women. And the best way I thought about doing it was I started to do the Instagram. So it was just little bits. 
and post pictures and then everyone started to love it and they can't ask me questions so I thought instead of just writing four lines on something I better go into more detail so then I would write an article on every symptom of the menopause and I'd write my journey on it what happened to me what I did for this how I just how I got over it and have you enjoyed the feedback you've had I it? love it it's really nothing nice. better yeah and how's it compared to I used to like, like I was looking on my Instagram and then on this last post I put up yesterday and I forgot what it's you know usually I'm just reading Meg's menopause and I went on and I never look at my messages on mine and then and then I was on it and then I was really sort of just everyone was just going we love your shoes we love your shoes we love your shoes and I was like oh go away thank you but I really don't want that I want you know I hadn't sort of read mine for ages and then I just thought no let's go back on Meg's menopause because they're much they mean much more to me years ago it would have mean that it would have been good for me I would have loved all that but like, oh my shoes you know mm. what I mean you know, we love your skirt, we love your shoes, where's your outfit from? So you get yeah. this positive feedback from Meg's menopause. And yeah, every day, yeah, every day, hundreds. Wow, amazing. Because mm. I, I guess you must have had mixed ex experiences in the public eye. In, uh, uh, yeah, I've years. had the worst experience. I mean, they weren't, I mean, in the uh, early 2000s, I mean, they were horrific to me. For one minute, I was like, you know, the the girl that met Noel Gallagher and Linda and you know the, the Paul and Linda McCartney, and then and then all of a sudden, as they do with everything, as they did with Britney Spears, they just got me and they decided that like BBC Two did a, t a, a radio um, a TV show, and in 1997 they did the summer of 97 so Lady Diana and Siobhan, um, you know all the things that happened that summer and they said to me that they that Lady Diana was the first most written about person in the tabloids then the Spice Girls then Meg Matthews but it wasn't my, my thing was every day it was just absolutely exhausting and it wasn't even the nicest of things all the time so for some unapparent reason the press decided that they were just going to make me a target for unknown reasons and it went on for years. How long was it nice for? Well, you have no control over it. You don't even know they're nice for you in the beginning. It was for, for you. At I mean, the beginning, they, nice yeah, they would just you. write things. You no, know. I mean, but the experience. I the, think, well, the experience is, you know, I met, I met somebody and then all of a sudden, then two days later, I'm just plastered everywhere in the press and I don't have, you know, nobody, everyone just thought from my accent, that I was just a Londoner girl and nobody knew my life or my background or anything. They just were like shopaholic, shopaholic, were, you know, falling out of nightclubs drunk and shopping all day. But nobody knew anything about my life, do you know what I mean? Because they didn't even, these journalists were so crap, they didn't even bother to even look into my life. No. You know, they just thought this that East End girl. They didn't know I was born in Guernsey, I was brought up in South Africa, I went to boarding school in Oxford, I went to art college in Norwich. Nobody knew anything. So it was just like, you know, I just used to look at it and just think, they just don't, you know, they were just like, yeah, you know, Londoner meets Northerner, you know. Very lazy people, these journalists. That's yeah, the you journalists are terrible. It's true. You don't, yeah, you don't, want to, you don't want to spoil things by checking. No, to, let's just why let's would just we, be... Why would we want to find out stuff that's going to spoil the story? Yeah, I know, spoil the story, you know what I mean? What happened? She does what? Nah, no. Nah. Yeah, so none of that, none of the stuff that I did, yeah. Just that I just was this shopaholic party animal. You look, you're telling it like with a smiling face, you look like you're at peace with it now. Oh, you? I'm so at peace, it doesn't bother me now, no. Well, that's good. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't regret any of my life. 
and but I just am like you know it's now I'm away from it when you're actually in the midst of it when I when I saw like Britney Spears going through it and I saw you know when I see them picking on somebody and you know even like with Katie Price lately I've seen in the mail you know they're just on her every minute of the day and I'm just like just leave her alone you know what I mean why do you have to be following her why are you all it's just everything and then it just spirals for the person and I'm just thinking just you know what I mean? Just not what you're doing to because everybody's reading it and they're all getting off on it and it's sick. It's a funny thing to watch. I think it's a bit like the the, the animals thing that like you're vaguely aware it's wrong, but you just you kind of well oh. I know because you know these are real people. You know everyone yeah, knows know, that these they, are real people. And it's they, awful. They've actual lives, but they're still sort of indulging in the, oh yeah I know oh my god rehab oh she's this oh my god oh god look at this well. I mean it's yeah. And they're still going on. They're still go. You know, they're still doing it. To do, you, do you indulge in the naughty habit of enjoying a bit of tabloids, but other people? I, um, no. Be honest now. No. You don't. Mm. And I know what they're like. So you can't. You can I see, never you can ever. See it what it is. Now. I just flick through it. Yeah, I don't. You know, I can't. I mean. What about the pictures in the ladies' mags? You know. No, I don't. It never buy any magazines. No. I don't. I don't remember the last time I bought a tabloid magazine after I sued them all. I just think. <laughs> oh, you had a bit of to and fro like that, did you? Oh yeah, I did the news of the world and the Sunday Mirror. Oh, yeah, rings a bell now. Yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah, did a lot of recordings. I saw, saw all the the whatever it is the police showed me they came round here and showed me all the documents I'm not allowed to speak yeah, about right. it though I think we'll move, it's a we'll I think I've signed a thing to we'll say I'm not allowed move. to talk yeah. about it yeah we'll, we'll pay out. you off out That's of court right. but don't mention it again yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll get back to your we'll get back to your house. yeah get back to health no, but it's good to see because you look like super at peace and, and yeah. healthy and happy no yeah no I am and that's that's what you want to be in life that's where you want to be that's want really yeah because you know and I think it is because because you know what, the, the first thing is, is that I think people need to know is that you have to be, um, you have to love oneself. So you have to do loving care for yourself. And that is the most important thing to do. So like I always think now in the morning, what do I need to do? And I just think for me, I need to go, I need to go to the gym and then I need to put time aside and then I need to go for a walk in nature and connect and have no phone. And then I need to, I know I need to eat healthily you know, and it all works. Every little, tiny little change that you do, you will notice a change. Even if you just think, right, I'm not gonna have so much caffeine or I'm gonna put a bit of sugar down. See, I don't eat sugar and I don't really have caffeine and it all changes and you just, you really feel the difference and it really helps you. I mean, I just think of the, the feeling that I had, I used to race down these stairs for like a black espresso coffee. Do you know what I mean? That's what would get me out of bed. It was like, you know, and if you said to me, I'm taking away your coffee, I'd be like in the fear, like, oh my God, don't take away my coffee or I can't live without coffee, you know. But it was like, I'd race down and I'd just drink this and this, this black coffee would just hit my empty stomach and then I'd feel like a bit nauseous and then I'd just feel like, Brr. but But being on that caffeine high is just horrible now. Now I've stopped it. I'm like, I don't even know how I cope with that. What do you focus that kind of addictive side on? me my di I'm, a, I'm addicted my addictions are like mental so I could be addicted to anything so I have to be very careful so I just know that anything like you know but but when you put them all down you feel great but I mean you know shopping anything drink so food, are, you, are, you sugar. Always, are you always watching all or nothing are you always watching yourself 
Yeah, of course you do, because you know you it's it's a you know every day you have to you know because our memories want us to forget everything. You know, it will eventually if you don't if you don't have like I know how sh the ca caffeine makes me feel, and I know like when I eat loads of sugar how shit I feel. So, but then again, it was still forget, and I have to remind myself because we're like, oh, do I really feel that bad? Or you know, if I eat, you know, like. Um, say pizza with no cheese on and I eat all that it would just I know I'll feel shit in the morning what about a glass of wine no I don't know no, what wine. would happen is that a temptation for you yeah but then I don't want to know because I just know that even two glasses of red wine and I'll feel shit in the morning now mm. so it's just so really it's not no it's anymore. not really because I don't get all I do is probably get a bit drowsy and then I'll feel and then I, I still wake up with like a bit of dry eyes and a bit feeling a bit nauseous and I haven't slept properly, even just after that. So it's not the way forward for me. I know it's not. And also when I go out, I just think people aren't, they don't really drink as much now. Or maybe it's just people around me, I don't know. It's, I one, don't of, it's one of those things you keep hearing people say, but there seems to still be plenty of people Is there, out there. plenty well, out there, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm don't sure there out. is. I don't, I don't really out go out either. Anymore, no, see, I don't, so I don't know. Hey, I mean, I'm going hey. to a screening tonight, and then that, but that's me. But yeah. no, I don't really, you know, I don't really notice people. Well, actually. Right, so, if people want to get these delicious CBD gummy bears, where do oh. they get them from? Megsmenopause.com. Okay, fantastic. Well, it's great to talk to you. Great to talk to you too. Meg can be found at megsmenopause.com, Meg's Menopause on Instagram. Healthy Beast is Healthy Beast Podcast on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Mm -hmm.